0: Well, we actually haven't decided who says what, but I think that's quite good,
1: right? Yeah. I, I, I quite liked, in the end, last time, how it was, you know, welcome mm. uh, to to the sound catalogue. This is chapter two. The first chapter was in Swedish, and mm. this and the, the rest are all going to be in English, just to be informative, mm. something like that. And <coughs> then uh, one of us starts, mm. and then we present ourselves.
2: On the Tip of My Tongue. This is a sound catalog. It accompanies the exhibition On the Tip of My Tongue 2013 by Magazine 3, the Contemporary Art Museum in Stockholm.
0: Yeah, so w- Welcome to chapter 2 of uh, this sound catalogue that we are doing in connection with the exhibition on the tip of my tongue. Um, my name is Tessa Prawn and I'm curator at Magazine 3.
1: My name is Richard Julen, I'm deputy director and chief curator at Magazine 3. Uh,
0: the starting point uh, for the exhibition on the tip of my tongue uh, was a work that we experienced in uh, Kassel at the Documenta last year, and it was by the French artist Pierre Huyghe. And um, we have talked about this piece for months now, and uh, all these conversations have grown into this exhibition. Uh, So it also felt very natural for us to uh, make a publication about the exhibition in audio format instead of a printed uh, catalogue. And in this chapter, uh, we uh, went down to Paris to meet uh, Pierre Ruyck and uh, to talk to him about the fact that he is the inspiration uh, for this exhibition.
1: We will hear parts of the conversations that we had with Pierre in Paris. And of course, we will be talking about this artwork that was shown at uh, Documenta. Um, We will describe it uh, and... uh, look into different aspects of it but I would say that it's not actually so important to have experienced this artwork this conversation that follows uh, between you and I Tessa and also the conversation we had with Pierre is about entirely different things it uh, turned out
0: Uh, we met Pierre uh, in Paris in his uh, new studio um, a day in uh, in April this year Mm. Cité Uh, des Arts is the studio he had just uh, moved back from New York um, and had a temporary studio in this uh, artist house or artist studio house. Um, and from there, we walked together to Cafe Beaubourg, which is uh, just next to Centre Pompidou.
1: We met him first thing in the morning. Mm. and we, we met all day, basically. At, we walked from, in fact, we, the, the studio is at the Seine. Mm. So we were at the river and then we walked across just the streets up into Centre Pompidou which is uh, actually quite close to the river. So when you get to the Centre Pompidou uh, you have this large building that has these famous um, escalator. Yeah, escalator on, on the outside and uh, then you uh, and, and then you just turn and there's uh, the Café Bobo. They're just next to each other. It felt like he really wanted to know what, mm. what, what had triggered us in this work to actually create a whole exhibition. And we really wanted to hear from him more about this work that we had already started discovering so much about. So I think from everyone involved, we really wanted to talk to each other.
0: Well, we walked into uh, the café and um, you could understand that people recognized Pierre there, the, the waiters working.
1: Some of the staff said hello.
0: And uh, we walked upstairs and found a table a little bit more in the corner, close to the window, where we could see uh, the Centre Pompidou. Mm. Uh, and we found this uh, table where there was a lot of scribbling uh, on on the surface. Uh, this wooden table.
1: I think even some friends of Pierre said, uh, if yeah, I, I remember it was correctly, Philippe Pari- Parino. Parino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had done some drawings on the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the atmosphere is uh, just, uh, at that time, uh, kind of empty, in fact. We were almost the only people uh, in the cafe at that time. I think it was just after people have started work. Uh, but uh, since we spent so much time there, I mean, we, we recorded two hours, but we actually talked to Pierre for five hours that day. So the, the, the people came in and left, I think everyone around us, we were there for a long time.
0: Yeah. Uh, we sat down at this table that we found, uh, and uh, you put down the recording uh, device in the middle, and we talked a little bit about the fact that we were now starting to record. Mm. Uh, and then there is always a little bit in the beginning, a quite uh, suddenly an awkward situation because the conversation had been going so smoothly, and
1: um, we all laughed. We all fact, laughed in the fact there that was suddenly a s- silence.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And then I think we sort of retraced somehow, briefly, you know, what we, the show that we're doing and uh, our experience with the work. And uh, then then we were just back on track and started talking. Actually, what I'm trying to say is you have to trust us. I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you have to do. Should there be a good well, start. We? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how it's going to have to be. This sounds good, I think. Yeah, so we okay. can just it. It okay, okay. was
0: uh, the recording, actually.
1: Yeah, it was a, a, about... I think it was actually very much... Uh, in, in the end, it's very much tied to how we spoke to him about his artwork and how somehow we would use this. You know, the fact that we, in, in some sense, were using it. And uh, so uh, on, on, on one level it was uh, we were talking about the fact that this is rec- being recorded now is that okay and um, you know how we, we imagine that we might use parts of it or all of it uh, but of course uh, that's why he uh, said you know this comes up that well basically you just have to trust us And he says, yeah I trust you it's fine mm. uh, but it, I mean it really becomes about the whole thing because uh, in in uh, w- He's not in the show, but his, kind of a, his, his art and, uh, and his way of, of dealing with things is kind of like a spirit in this exhibition. And he, he really has to trust us to, to point that out. We're using it in a way that uh, we've never done before in an mm-hmm. exhibition. We're just pointing to him all the time through this, through little signs here and there in the exhibition and, and, and elsewhere. So and but uh, yeah, he he trusts us, mm. uh,
0: and so it was nice to see that he seemed to be very inspired as well, mm-hmm. like. Um, that he actually enjoyed this conversation and that we were kind of putting our fingers on something that he's very much interested in at the moment.
3: I, I actually like, and it's an intention, I, uh, and since a while, since a few years now, uh, I'm trying to um, uh, uh, let some part of what I do and uh, plan, Unscripted or unconscious or a uh, uh, certain part, not the whole part. So 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 what I'm trying to say here is that in a certain way, having uh, having um, something to go after or view on, it's actually helping me also. That's what I'm trying to say <laughs> you know.
0: What became clear when we talked about this fact that he lets things be unscripted, Um, I mean that is of course something that we didn't think of when we experienced the work itself because it's great when you don't feel the method behind an artwork you don't even think about how it was done or how it has been created Um, and it became more really more an experience where we didn't really understand where the work started and where it ended uh, and it is this openness that really made it such a strong experience.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, and only when he talked about it that he actually started working with this piece without any script. He just decided for a place in this garden or in this park. Uh, and then he started with, um, he's talking later on about uh, different hooks, uh, something that will kind of lure uh, the viewer um, into the work. And that one one um, part of, of the work will lead into the next one. Um, and But you don't really understand it when you're there. And mm-hmm. that is really the strength of the work. Um, because you're just somehow, the, the mind is grabs, grasped. Uh, something just pulls you and uh, you're in the work and... Yeah, you're just amazed by it.
1: It's about letting go somehow oh. also and not be uh, dominating the artwork. And it's I think it's about letting go of ideas of certain hierarchies and uh, of what uh, an experience is supposed to be and what an artwork is supposed to be. So the unscripted is also uh, one word of, of, of talking about how you can relate to... Uh, art now. It's just one way of of, uh, of um, talking about it, to try to talk about mm. something that is that is uh, uh, in a sense new. when When Pierre starts talking about the unscripted, uh, I think was what resonates a lot for us is what he's gonna talk about in a moment here, which has to do with the audience. Mm. And he's an artist who thinks about the audience in a certain way, and again we are curators, so we 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 are the the we we are there very much in relation to an idea of an exhibition, uh, which is so closely tied to the idea of of an audience, and I think the unscripted is very inspiring to us in relation to that. He we we started talking about something that had to do. With, um, yeah, with the audience and how we think about them.
3: Is, mm, is, is thought and made and produced and present uh, with in mind the fact that there will be someone who will have to experience it. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the main things also in Documenta is that and, uh, the project that I did before called and in the Cloud I literally cut the idea of the spectator out Uh and I'm trying to think in terms of indifference. That's a a question of separation. Mm -hmm. Uh, The opposite of the viewer is making the 50% of the work of Duchamp, Mm -hmm. I just cut it off. And say like it, its own
1: ecosystem somehow. Or? He
3: has to have his own. Exactly, he can exist without being exposed. So the question of the spectator, the spectator, and the question of the exhibition can just then be put into doubt. It is not because I uh, actually oppose the idea, uh, this idea of Duchamp, in a certain way, that the viewer will do the rest of the work. I believe that the work can actually (laughs) have his own (laughs) life (laughs) as an object or as a a, a system, eco or mechanic or whatever. Uh, uh, It is important for me that this system grow because you can say, oh yeah, but then a painting once it's put in the storage will have also a life. Yes, that's true, but the painting might. The entropy of the painting will, be, will take maybe 4,000 years until it's like completely... And maybe when you put this kind of climatization in the museum and maintain it, you artificially maintain his life. But I'm interested about this idea between something to exists and something which is exposed. And I find that sometimes it is exposed and sometimes it is not exposed to someone but it still exists. Mm. I'm also interested about the fact that it's not anymore to exhibit something to someone, Mm. but to uh, actually expose someone to something. And that is also a shift that I'm trying to, so yeah, to expose someone to something, to have an indifference of address toward, but still the thing grow and change, mm-hmm. with accident, mm-hmm. with contingency, mm-hmm. uh, where there is, uh, in a certain way, um, where the condition are set, but not, because of course I am the, I'm not, I cannot say the condition are not set, mm-hmm. I am the one who I just say, oh, uh, okay, I agree to participate to the documentary, I will choose that place, I will put that dog, I will so of course I am the one who has set the condition. But then I do not know how the thing will unfold. I know that in nature, bees, when they go away, they come back. <laughs> yeah. I know that. I mean it's it's also written not by culture but by let's say the natural skill of the bee or sure. behaviors, then we go to Ethology, I mean, and you know, and so you can say, Oh, she will come back, the dog will do that, the human will do that, the plant will do that. Mm -hmm. Maybe the guy who's going to answer that is not anymore a spectator but a witness. Mm -hmm. So, someone which is a spectator, uh, they are the ones who are in line right now that we see outside in front of Pompidou, they are there so they know that they will enter and they will know that they're going to have to go to this floor and they're going to that they're going to have to go out because the institution is going to be closed etc etc etc.
0: Yeah, I mean here it, it became super interesting that he kind of dropped this sentence that he's keeping the spectator out. I mean that's quite radical um, for someone who is creating something for people to experience to not think about those people.
1: Mm-hmm. The, that was uh, uh, I love that mm. uh, the f- uh, I think it's particularly shocking to us as curators again mm. to, to hear that uh, he well we started talking about the artwork as its own ecosystem mm. and that the artwork uh, is thought out as something that is alive no matter whether somebody a, a, a human comes there mm. and takes part of it this Anti Duchamp uh, stance.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a very beautiful thought. Really. I think
1: it's yeah, and it and it's, and, it, and it becomes beautiful as as an artwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it grows when you hear that somehow that uh, it's really close to the idea of uh, of a living system. That when a, a human comes there and looks at it, we always look for meaning in the work. Mm-hmm. And the way he creates it, it's beyond that. It yeah, we
0: don't uh, change it just because we come there. It will be still somehow the same. But then, it depends on how we react.
1: Totally, yeah. On but this work, uh-huh. so yeah. But I think uh, to to Pierre, the way I understand it, it's it's also the work is not created to to mm. to become meaningful in that mm. sense. And that I think is is uh, uh, is, is is beautiful. Mm. And uh, that's also where you don't need to to uh, express what it's about at all, because it's beyond that. Yeah. It just is.
0: Yeah, and here it was uh, quite interesting to to also understand the parallel to Stina Nordenstam, who we talked to in uh, the previous chapter,
4: uh-huh.
0: uh, the Swedish musician and uh, artist, and also she talked about the fact that she does not think about the audience at all. No. <laughs> and somehow these works that both Stina and uh, Pierre have created, they have uh, affected us yeah. so much more than many other works. Yeah, yeah, So it's an interesting contradiction that they create something for no one really. They yeah. just create this entity that has to live on its own. Yeah. And that is what... Has such a great impact on the viewer, yeah. at least on us. Yeah, so.
1: yeah. well, I think yeah. I, I felt that when, when when you and I also were were sitting there, we were talking to Pierre about this, mm. and he 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 started talking about this is not produced for an audience and all of that. Mm. It felt like such a relief, <laughs> you know. I mean, mm. it's really mm-hmm. interesting to hear. Yeah, great. He doesn't care about that at mm. all. It's so fresh to think in those terms to just. It seems to that it, it it kind of hits the center of what we've in fact been doing for years and trying to be doing for years at Magazine Three. To just you know, work with the artist directly, not ignore audience and, and, and how to convey and to make people come to the shows and so forth. Somehow it distills it down to look, this is what it's about. It's about the art and where art is now. Then the rest will follow. Mm. But, uh, you know, make no mistake, this Mm. is it. And it felt so liberating to hear an artist say that Mm. and to be so positive about it. Mm.
0: It was inspiring for us to try to somehow put that into On the Tip of My Tongue. Mm -mm. We were kind of talking about it, before meeting Pierre that that was something we wanted to do Mm -hmm. that we do not uh, create this exhibition in the way that we normally do and follow different parameters we really wanted to kind of break out of these boundaries that we have as an institution Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, coming back to this with arrogance it's extremely important that we we're we kind of want to convey the exhibition um, in a more natural way uh, we don't want to keep the audience out, but we also don't want to kind of deliver everything on a silver platter uh. to the audience. Uh. So it's, it's important to find this balance uh, that we do it in the way that we want to do it uh, and let the art be more out there and on its own. Uh, and at the same time, we don't want to be arrogant That is, uh, that's a huge challenge for us as an institution.
1: But it also makes me think about the paradox that has come up a lot Mm -hmm. uh, in this exhibition in relation also to letting the audience out. And that is, I mean, one of the other projects that we've, uh, one project that we initiated for this show is the Miranda July's We Think Alone, which is one of uh, six artworks in On the Tip of My Tongue. And uh, it's also it's as as uh, all these artworks are quite fragmented work. It really circles around ideas of fragments, and uh, but but it, it reached a huge audience, which of course did not make us sad. Mm. Uh, by this time, I, I would I wouldn't be surprised if more than one hundred thousand people have signed up to this artwork that comes to your mailbox every week. I mean, by r- right now, it's over ninety five thousand. And uh, that's not at all why we did this project. I would never have imagined mm. that this amount of people would have signed up, most of them in the United States, but mm. all over all over the world. And so that's not it. we it, it, it's mm. great that people find it. Th- that's actually kind of perfect in this case, I'm, I'm sure a hundred thousand people saw Pierrece uh, until also at mm. documenta. and I'm sure also he's not sad about that, you know but it's not the reason why it, uh, exists that is, I think, a bit different from Piaget and Miranda mm. July, and and you know, the, the, there's nothing right or wrong there, but this paradox keeps coming up. I think, can p- perhaps specifically for us uh, representing an institution uh, that we 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 really want to create this exhibition without, in fact, thinking about the audience. We, we are there with the art and then we take the next steps
0: and not forcing the audience either mm-hmm. and maybe that will be a nicer experience for mm-hmm. the audience mm-hmm. it's kind of trying to um, find different angles mm-hmm. to, to bring the exhibition out there
1: it's true, that, that is the experiment and of course mm. we've also spoken so much about the fact that this has come out of discussions so somehow we want to send out fragments that 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 make people curious, curious, mm. and 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 and, mm. and uh, start to 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 talk perhaps, <sighs> and just continue somehow, mm. because ultimately I guess that's what we want. We want people to be uh, touched, mm. and s- yeah. So the, again, we the, but there comes the paradox again. You know, do are we are we are we ultimately trying to create meaning you know mm. which it would be totally fine of course but but uh, it's, uh, it's which you it's already
0: do just by the fact that you put a title to something then mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. already have this uh, notion of putting things together mm. under the umbrella of a meaning mm. but then again we tried to or we have, we use a title that points in the other direction that you mm-hmm. cannot uh, define it mm. so again mm. the paradoxes in the next part, um, Pierre talks about how he arrived to Kassel okay. and uh, started working on his participation in the documenta.
3: I arrived in Castle with some ideas, but very blurry. I want to do something which I will be live. Um, I always have play with some kind of, as I say, an, an organization of things. It mm-hmm. will be temporality. But as I used to say, time, like 15 years ago, and then i talk about duration, and then i talk about rhythm, and then from rhythm i say pulse, and then from pulse I went to, oh, it's vitality, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Because it's not control and program, uh, um, like a theater play, or like... That's why, for example, I also really like the work of Tino in Documenta in the if-then da, 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 system. Mm-hmm. He's in the
1: show, by the way. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I really, really like his... If we film, have a like piece that. called This is New in our collection, uh, oh, yeah, that yeah. we are bringing a life. Yeah, alive. Yeah, That's yeah. brilliant.
3: And um, so I was interested about this kind of like if-then uh, construction with life, I think, so I come with that and then I was also thinking about the figure of now simply like in general what is the figure of now? Uh, we used to think the actor used to be the figure of now, the one who is absorbing different kind of narrative, different of character as we cross our life and I, then I thought maybe the gardener in a certain way is the figure of now. Uh, uh, that's someone which is including, included in a broader, including itself in a broader set of um, a broader system knowing that he's part of this system so he like, put some water on that plant because he wants to eat the salad but of course um, <laughs> by doing so he, the, the salad grows, da da, da 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 then all the plant and the plant give raise, to da, da, da he's part of a shame, It's someone which the consciousness that you're part of a shame but also the fact that the gardener do not, it cannot strip the garden. he's not doing that. He know that he had to put some water, uh-huh. so it's task. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. some general task. It's task. Means.
3: It's not a work really, when really it can be a work if you're a professional gardener. But it's more a task. Uh, it's a very interesting... Um, um, I like the cook, but... So I was thinking about this figure of the gardener, and then I kind of put it aside, and then I was interested had things that I could not control. And then I thought about sexuality at one point, and drugs, and animals, and behaviors, and then I gather slowly toward that. Now when you say, do I think about an atmosphere, after that, there's a chance to also enter in the work. You know, I just, I was looking for the site. And I actually find one. Then I went back and I discovered this enclosed place.
1: And here he's kind of mapping out uh, different, uh, more ideas of, of uh, how how he started uh, constructing this unscripted place. Uh, and he's this. I love this figure, figure of fig, the figure of now. Mm-hmm. Who is this character? Mm-hmm. And it's uh, and then he starts talking about the gardener, and that it really is a tax. So you can you can hear how it's thought of as something also beyond uh, the person. Yeah, beyond mm. person, beyond control, mm. totally. Uh, but it's it's also funny for us because we actually, I mean, <laughs> if, if we talk about how we uh, saw this piece, we were on our bikes cycling through this huge uh, baroque garden there in the castle. And there were, frankly, a, tons of works to see. And then we arrived at the site, and we were—we did not know what we were going to experience. We didn't know what to expect.
0: Uh, we uh, so we we left our bikes and we walked uh, into the forest there, and suddenly that was a little bit more like an opening. Uh, in the trees, quite a large opening um, with a lot of stuff lying around and, and I especially remember these um, kind of piles of soil that somehow partly blocked the view of something uh, and we approached this and started kind of climbing over uh, these um, small little hills and uh, we saw this sculpture, a very classical sculpture of uh, a naked woman lying down so the three of us, we just you kind know, of walked towards the statue. We were really drawn to it, uh, and it had this huge head. And from from afar, you couldn't really see what it was. And then coming closer, um, it was actually the kind of the head of the scu- of the sculpture was st- kind of stuck into a beehive. And so you had hundreds of bees flying around and and uh, kind of sitting uh, in this beehive. Um, and um, I don't know, we, we just wanted to go even closer <laughs> instead of being afraid and, and going back again. But then suddenly there was this voice uh, who told us to get out of there. Uh, and we understood that we had kind of broken a, a boundary or kind of walked over uh, a boundary that was not meant to be uh, walked
1: over. And then this dog turned up. With a white dog with a pink leg that we at the time just thought was a big coincidence. Mm. We just thought of a white dog with a pink leg turned up. We didn't know what was going on really (laughs) in a sense.
0: There was something to the whole space that just made you very calm somehow and I think also there was this anticipation there was something very um, intriguing with the sculpture and the bees, this combination Um, so we were mainly I think just looking at each other also every now and then and really just like what is this but not by saying it more um, the expressions I think that we had on our faces it was really it felt that we were Already, we we're, were experiencing something that was truly fascinating. But I, I remember it to be so jaw dropping to see the dog mm. and how somehow it was like, how th- this coincidence that we just felt that it was more co- coincidence mm-hmm. of this strange sculpture with the bees and then this dog that didn't seem to belong to no one, really. It was like, where is the owner? Uh, and it was more like, wow. Mm. It was only afterwards, I think, that we really understood how everything, or that avith- everything somehow actually was part of the whole experience. More I mean, and more
1: parts kept, and, and that came s- together. I think afterwards we spoke about the fact, uh, since we continue talking so much about this artwork... Uh, we saw images of this gardener, Mm. this guy who has this scar on its head, and the fact that there's another dog too. Mm, With a yellow leg. Yeah. And uh, had I experienced this by myself, at this point, I probably would think that I saw the gardener Mm. because I've spent so much time thinking about this Mm. gardener, and I've seen films of this gardener. But we spoke about it afterwards, and you say to me, we we didn't see him, We didn't see him, No. no.
0: Or I'm completely blanked out I, 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 yeah. know.
1: He, I think he was there somewhere probably mm-hmm. but then it kept growing more because then in, in this case I don't think I've ever been so happy about the fact that there's a catalogue <laughs> to an exhibition mm-hmm. which is very classical in a sense but in one of the many books made around this huge exhibition there's this drawing that Pierre has made and that became like more clues somehow when we looked at that
0: But more clues to even more question marks somehow. It's. uh, It's
1: true. It it it, it's not. It doesn't doesn't explain explain anything. But it it becomes it it it's. I really wanted to spend more time with this. Mm. So when I discovered that drawing and that you and I could look at it together, uh, and and. That's uh,
0: that's how we saw that there was a Joseph Boyce oak lying around as well. Yeah
1: and and this, the, which then ties the work to uh, and yeah, the history of the documenta, history of documenta and, yeah which i think pierre's going to talk about later on in this interview in, a, in a also a quite a surprising way which i really mm. like but then when you think about that oak it's just dissolving mm. and there were other type of animals in that and that was also in a sense then part of the work mm. it just starts there and then it just continued out it was mm. much bigger in a sense also physically mm. Because there, were all these cement, there was some pink afterwards. When I've been looking at images, I think some things were actually sort of set out to be part of the work, but mm. you, you could not possibly understand that. Mm. It's it's quite a large site, in fact.
0: Mm. It's it's uh, amazing that a piece like that can actually make you put things together afterwards, like when you've left the park, you've left castle, mm. and just a notion like you say now with the pink that might have been just dropped somewhere some pink color on mm. the cement mm. it's just a little little um, like a hint a, like a hint or a highlight of something and it just comes way like so much later yeah, uh, yeah i mean even now i i i don't think i've thought about the pink but i can sense mm. it now that you talk about it Mm-mm-mm. i can of remember that there was something mm. because it was also a bit rainy, yeah, the, or it had been raining. Mm. So, I mean, again, it just keeps growing, the piece just doesn't end, mm. um,
1: and, and and it becomes more puzzling mm. at the same time, mm. which is, uh, that's it, a, streng- it, a strength. Well, it's nice to be able to embrace, uh, uh, not having things explained to you, but to just have something. To continue be an enigma mm. and a nice uh, in a nice kind of warm way <laughs>
0: yeah and also in a way that you actually live with this peace mm. for many many months
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I hope for even more after this
1: mm-hmm. so in th- this next part uh we spoke b- I mean you and I as so we spoke about uh, Joseph Beuys and his oaks and this, uh, the famous seven thousand Oaks that uh Joseph Beuys planted, and I think it was 1972 at Documenta mm-hmm. Five, and uh, so he starts talking about the site as such, and what what type of site this is.
3: And 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 I think it's just when I discovered that there was uh, actually within the park actually a separate place enclosed to try to be you know uh, outside this place for representation. Uh, which is the par- perfect baroque park and then there was the place where they dropped stuff that they don't need so they don't need because the bench is broken because all oh, that tree is dead or we need to move the leaves uh, them. okay let's drop that so it's, it's, it's not really a compost I, I used to say that it's, it's a between a kind of dumpster dump- a, a dumpster yeah. and a compost because they still compost the, the, some part of the thing and then when I start to think about that, I just say, "Yeah, okay, maybe the compost is actually the good idea." You know, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's an interesting. Uh, actually, metaphor and not only metaphor; it's also literal. It's something that you can actually. Why don't I just compost what I've defined, uh, what I've constructed uh, 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 the way I'm thinking now? Or, or I because I. I'm a bit fed up to say we if 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 it's a bit sometimes too aggressive, I think, or too um, present presumptuous, presum- presumptuous, yeah. To to say we think we are uh, or you know, so I just say at least what the experience I have it partly it's a we of course. So I just okay. there's some I I come back to this figure or this markers who have been even sometimes not in the Directly or indirectly important. I'm not a Joseph voice. Um, I never think about Joseph Beuys ever, to be honest. <laughs> the uh, trees were there, sorry. The tree was there, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, here it became very clear how uh, Pierre works in a very particular way with the art history and uh, how he does it in a very uh, subtle way. Uh, I mean, there are many different ways for artists and for curators to somehow um, react to art history and include it and you somehow have to deal with it and uh, Pierre has a very particular way of doing that and I think it's really interesting how he mentions or well, he, he's trying to define the place that he chose for his work and it's a dumpster in first hand and, uh, but also a compost and that becomes a nice metaphor for how he actually works, mm. because including uh, an oak uh, by Josef Beuys that was part of the documenta uh, in in the seventies um, is is a beautiful way of kind of just you know dealing with your art history, but also including it in a very natural way. it's difficult to explain exactly well it's it's, how it's, it does it's that.
1: that and and at the same time it's ignoring it mm. you know it's very much in line of with he's not thinking about the audience and uh, he's just letting it be it it it, it kind of happened to be there and mm. as he says, I uh, to be honest, I never think of yours voice, which I thought mm. was great <laughs> uh, He's so much in line with anti Duchamp. I mm. mean he's he's kind of you know, Killing his heroes, but mm. b- but he's not killing them. He's he's it's saying he's doing what you're saying, but he's doing it by, by respectfully ignoring. Them.
0: That's what I also want to say. It's not just ignoring. He, he he just kind of he respects it, but yeah. he doesn't have too much respect. No, it's you sort know, of
1: he likes the dumpster mm. or, or 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 this compost. And one of the things that's being composted is an mm. oak mm. that Joseph Boy is included mm. in the. He he also briefly uh, talks about Dominique gonzalez First mm who had a, 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 like a pavilion quite close to there mm. i think a couple of years ago and i guess some of the parts of that pavilion might also be lying around there mm. maybe that's why he he, mm. he mentioned her mm. but to him it's like yeah it's that or not or something else or mm. just a branch or mm. it's this or that it doesn't matter it's just there mm. but but he didn't decide to take it away exactly yeah. so so it's it's there and, and i mean to yeah, it's perhaps us damaged curators who just as we oh, it's an oak. Could mm. it be Josef Boys? Mm. Oh my God, social <laughs> sculpture. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> it it make, it's fun. Mm. Uh, I mean, art history is is fun. Mm. Uh, it's 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 really, but I think to him it's yeah he's respectfully ignoring this mm. this 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 um. Historical German, figure. Yeah, German mm. saint. Mm.
0: Um. We started here talking about the compost. Uh-huh. And that somehow led us to the idea of uh, things that leak into something else. Mm-hmm. And that is what we're talking about here in the next
3: part. Because, because that's what, what we're talking about, this idea of, of leaking or, or porosity. It is obvious that you enter that place and then you see a statue. Because the statue is art, mm. uh, so okay, I understand. Statue is art. <clears throat> it's a woman naked. Mm. So, so it's a, I mean, not that it's unknown. There's thousands of statues of, of, of men and women naked, but of course it's a naked body, so of course it's a matter. So, of course it's a it's a, And then on that statue there is this beehive who, you know, you know obscure the head. Obviously, it's it's nearly a surreal image. So it's a a trigger, or it's a hook, a hook. Mm -hmm. It's a stable hook, the other hook being maybe the dog with the pink leg move around. It's a moving hook. (laughs) Um, But then what I'm interested is not so much the statue and the hive, which it's the fact that the bee are flying
2: in I my place and yep. that's what yep. I
3: have defined as let's say this enclosed place they also go to the... if you drink um, an orange juice at the orange tree actually <laughs> they might just <laughs> go on they might take things from outside and bring it back in it's, it, so there is this porosity and there's this influence if I have put some uh, psychotic plant uh, uh, and, and all that plant that I put in the place they're gonna throw they bring gonna bring them not only within but the influence will be no, no, also out the porosity is out uh, uh, just to say that what I what I was hoping is that is that you start to look at oh a statue art yes I recognize it oh woman okay oh the body of the woman then the head i don't see the head oh the beast Oh, the bees mm-hmm. oh whatever mm-hmm. oh they go there? and then and then that's when that's started when i'm starting to be interested yeah. the moment i'm interested is in not only the statue happen mm-hmm. to many other little things mm-hmm. it's that moment that i'm fascinated but by when you go when you look at the painting and mm-hmm. when you stand the blue of the let's say i'm just randomly say you go into a museum, and then there's a matisse uh, cut up you know, cut, cut, uh, whatever, the, the blue woman of Matisse. And let's say the ray of sun hit the, the, the thing and the blue reflect on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you start to see, oh, the blue of the, of the painting of Matisse is on the floor. And now it's like with the sun, the blue is starting to climb on the, yeah. on that sculpture sure. of mm-hmm. uh, I don't know who, you know. and Voilà. Yeah. The blue of Matisse is, is 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 reflecting on the head of the Brancusi chrome So that's what I'm getting.
1: It's the two words, leaking and, and porosity. Uh, how 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 this? Uh, yeah, it's so interesting to again to to think about the fact that uh, these signs that he puts up are just hooks, mm. and he talks about this stable hook which is this statue of the woman and then he has a a moving hook which i think he just made up right there when we were talking (laughs) about it which is the dog but it's true that those visually that's where you i mean because you're you're when you're walking around like that in 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 what you perceive of as a huge exhibition you're you're sort of in tune with where is the art so you're like okay there's a tree a lot of grass here oh my god there's a sculpture that's the hook. and we didn't even get the hook of it. we were the wrong fish for the for the dog hook because we didn't even get it when we were there. But then he gets into this uh, leaking that in fact the 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 bees that that fly out, he knows they fly away. and so even a tiny little bee that you would come across, I hadn't even thought about that somewhere else at documenta, that's where the art starts to leak out. And then it continues and continues. And now, I mean, on the tip of my tongue, is in fact that work. It's in a sense.
0: Yeah, or it has—it's uh, more, <laughs> more the compost, maybe the compost <laughs> totally of uh, uh, <laughs> of this work. Yeah. But I think also this leaking really refers back to what uh, we talked about at the very beginning with this unscripted and unplanned parts. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, he's using the stable hook, the the, the statue—that it's there, it cannot go anywhere else. But the mm-hmm. dog is more unstable, uh, and all the bees and so on, and, and that is kind of he's letting the control go Mm. um, because he he cannot have the full control when he's working with bees, for instance, outdoors. And he doesn't want to. No, exactly. And um, and, uh, to kind of try to... I mean, I don't think that we even were completely conscious about how his work, which is called Untilled, uh, how that leaked into our exhibition. It kind of came more... We were so... Taken by it, mm-hmm. uh, and um, it was nice to hear him uh, kind of define his way of working with this leakage and porosity, mm. and how we suddenly realized that we've been doing the same thing with with his work into on the tip of my tongue. It's true. We and use totally
1: different words.
0: Yeah, and it's more. I mean, for us, it's been the experience of this piece and how this piece has been. Uh, kind of growing and living and existing between us mm-hmm. uh, but also in our own thoughts and how we've been talking about it mm-hmm. um, and how this idea of the the fragments came up and mm-hmm. that we have included works in this exhibition that um, more point away to something else than the, the physical space where you are mm-hmm. uh, and um, uh, and at the same time, we have these, like he does, these small little hooks. We're doing the same thing uh, by putting the dog with a pink leg on our, our ticket on the season pass mm. uh, or just have a little reminder or something that just, a finger that points to this work. I mean, mm. as as we've said before, he is not one of the participating artists in the exhibition, but it's kind of, we've found different ways how we feel um, we want to convey the fact that untilled really is a little bit the soul uh, in this exhibition.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other works in the exhibition work the same way, but but on on different levels. Mm. Somehow, it's just these little parts that can trigger things mm. somehow. Uh, there's no thought that 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 something would be. Um, an entire thing somehow and, and be able to explain itself just by being there. Mm. It's, it's, it, it doesn't have to mm. at all, but in, in, in very different ways, in mm. fact. That, that mm. are, um, I, I think we we spoke more about something that is dissolved, things that dissolve the yeah, space and time, and time that mm. this exhibition, in fact, does. It, it kind of has a starting, but in fact, we decided to have three starting dates mm so it started on the 1st of July and the 8th of August and mm. the 13th of September and that was enough i mean there was just like a pointer and in fact we've also been discussing the fact that it pro- it should pro- perhaps not end at a certain date mm. but perhaps go on for, because this is also so much fun so mm. <laughs> it would be really be great to to have this continue in some shape or form and, and not stop
3: uh, I, I, what you say what's the title on the, the, tip, the tip of my tongue it is there,
0: right? Yes,
3: it is that I do not want to go further. Actually, than on the, the the tip of my tongue.
0: Again, you have this contradiction somehow because, of course, we've we've chosen on the tip of my tongue, and it's nice how he says that he doesn't want to go further than that, mm. and. We don't want to do that either, but no. then again, of course, we have to write certain things down, or we have chosen to do that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it's a very, very fine balance on how much we actually want to say. Yeah, but you so know what?
1: What I think that's that's, uh, that's the, the what Piaget said there. Mm-hmm. When when I think about how he says it, and and, and how we continue our discussion now, even uh, the the there's an energy in that. I think that the, the this, this contradiction that's where the energy comes from I think that that uh, we're making we are after all making an exhibition mm. we still call it that we don't want to say too much but still we want to say something mm. so where's the balance and and, and you know we, we'll see what's right or wrong here uh, if there even is a right or wrong i, I mean it, it's on we can judge it ourselves the next time we say hmm, let's let's try to make a show where we seriously we make it somewhere where nobody can, you know, we're not inventing the wheel doing that. Of course, someone mm-hmm. has already done that. But, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a new way, it's always new because we do it again, then mm-hmm. it's new. So I think this is where the energy is. We're, we're trying to to do it in a new way, being very inspired by this and being kind of tired of, 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 of explaining things that you actually can't explain, mm-hmm. either... You feel something and you want to do something with it in your life or not. But we put things out there that we feel have a strength and that somehow have popped up in, in the last almost decade around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, some are entirely new, like Miranda. Some are older, like Stina and Tino. But they, they somehow seem to make sense here but we don't want to say too much about it.
0: <laughs> no, exactly. But at the same time, we're doing this catalog, which is all about our conversations. So yeah. we could, of course, just write one shorter text and just yeah. leave it with that. Yeah. Uh, instead, we've chosen to really open up for many words about On the Tip of My Tongue. But, yeah, but that's, 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 a total that's exactly the, the... It's a paradox, but exactly the energy again, because... Yeah. I think in that way it becomes more clear how hard it is actually to grasp all this and and and, uh, and how much fun and it is. To, yes to, exactly it's very very inspiring and, and exciting to work in this way
4: uh,
3: uh. I'm talking about the exhibition actually yeah. that's of course not one of my obsession yeah. so the condition of being exposed or how you exhibit yourself mm. or and for what need and, uh, And I, will, yeah. I don't need to do an exhibition, maybe the entity who are inside the frame that I eventually define, the condition I have defined, they are doing the exhibition. They doing for you. Yeah. yeah, they are doing the exhibition. I'm the curator, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. you don't need a curator. <laughs> <laughs> and they do the exhibition, they expose themselves, yeah. they auto-present yeah. themselves, whatever it's a plant, whatever you know, they are doing the exhibition mm-hmm. and, and if we are not there, they still doing They are like yeah. exhi- yeah. the aquariums. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, kind of They the still the themselves. Yeah, they still expose uh, themselves. But there is, uh, and it's funny because the last 10 years everybody was talking about storytelling. The storytelling has invaded everything in, in, whatever in art or in politics or in selling, you know, buying a chocolate. Or everything is narrative. You cannot buy an orange juice and someone say in 19 yeah. and they went uh, John and Beth create whatever. Okay, what is that orange? Or want to you just want to say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that's true. Uh, storytelling in different fields, I mean it's not only in in science, everywhere I've I've covered everything and and now you can see that there's a philosophy and not even say the word because it's overwhelming everything and it's boring who have tried to just step back and and say you know um, there's a need to cut you know Mm -hmm. but still, this philosophy is saying there's a need to cut, so they're also providing the tools to understand that there's a need to cut, so they're also putting it, uh, you know. But I think that there's a way, actually, to, to just... For me, it's just what I'm trying to... My little toolbox to think about that is what I was trying to say earlier on, is to say, OK, I do not want spectator. How do I do that? <laughs> I do not want to do any more exhibition. How do I do that? How can I stop doing exhibit? Exhi- what is an exhibition? You know, or, or, or stu- stupidly, I just bought like uh, hundreds of books on gardens when the idea started to just say, okay, I'm going to do some kind of a garden, a garden. And so I bought every single book I, I, I had already because I'm, I was very interested about this kind. Of, so very broad, right? From whatever, Renaissance to, to <laughs> things who have been done now to very specific things. At the end of the day, I look at all of them and I say there's something wrong here, I don't know what it is, you know? maybe because it's called garden or park, what is a park, what is a garden, there's a, definition there's, a dif- there's a difference, and what's the problem that I can see and see and see, oh I know what is the problem, the public, the problem is the public, <laughs> it is for the public. Which is different from a garden because you can have your private. That's why a garden is way more erotic yeah. than a park. A park can barely be erotic because there's too much paint where you need to see. The trash, it's too much thought for. Yeah. And it's a failure. They are doing a new one now in Le Al. It would be a failure in five seconds.
0: Like, what is an exhibition? And I think also just for us now, with uh, on the tip of my tongue, uh, it was not that easy to really define if it wasn't only an exhibition we started talking about and calling it also more a series of events and uh, projects Mm -hmm. but also an exhibition more in the traditional format and uh, and it was um, really good to hear that he as an artist also thinks about this and um, uh, tries to understand what the exhibition format is about and um, and also uh, th- this this amazing uh, idea about the storytelling I think this was a very uh, fun part uh, mm-hmm. of our conversation because I think everyone can really um, understand that or uh, really uh, recognize the fact that whatever you buy there is a whole, you don't just buy uh, a bottle of orange juice there is like such a uh, story and uh, characters behind it, mm. and so on, and and of course that is very interesting and something that can attract people to different products and and experiences. But it was also um, inspiring to talk to him about and trying to understand what will come after this, mm. and and we don't know, of course, but somehow it feels like what he is dealing with and what he exposed us to with his art with this piece at the documenta Mm. that that somehow is the beginning of something that Mm. could be um, a new way or like a new approach for the future Mm -mm. or for what is happening now
1: What, What we're looking at here is something much more in a sense difficult I think for a mainstream taste and that is there is no story there is no Beth and Bob that planted an orange tree. It's mu- It's unscripted. Mm. So and th- much more open. Much more, more open. Open ended. I I also believe that this is somehow a direction that uh, certain art will take, and uh, that is the fragment and so forth, and the and 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 the courage that is actually needed for this to to be able to to develop further and uh, it's really so much on the tip of my tongue because <laughs> it's 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 impossible somehow to see what this mm. is perhaps it is this feeling of some kind of liberation mm. that is that is I mean it, it, it does have of course predecessors but um, he, Pierre d- mentioned chance and I mean there there are people we immediately probably start thinking about it with John Cage and then of course Duchamp that was also mentioned but but this, uh, everything has predecessors uh, Pierre respectfully ignores them but he's aware of them and I think this is building on that legacy mm. otherwise it would not be strong mm. in, in, in my viewpoint mm. but it's yeah, it's it's. Uh, wh- I don't know what, what is going to be so great about it but it it feels It feels good.
0: Yeah, it feels like (laughs) there is something, really, some energy. um,
1: Well, it is already here, of course. It is
0: already here, but but until we can define it, if we want to define it, there is something going on, some kind of change.
3: Yeah. I realized that I was first a kind of a a point of of critique of something, and then the critique became actually the object that I was dealing with. Until the moment I realized now I need to move out of this uh, narrative. Uh, uh, Until even the mise en scène became a problem. And then you cannot just go back to just a kind of form of John Cage eating uh, Um, chants. So it's a very tricky. It's a very tricky... It's a um, tricky moment. Because it's I was a tricky also thinking, moment.
1: Could it be that the history does move towards chance, but that, as you're saying, that is...
3: Which is contingency, right? So you mm-hmm. would say, okay, now let's just jump into the pure contingency. Of course we can't. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 uh. So, But 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 already having the consciousness that, that we are overwhelmed by... Uh, 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 Set of narrations of discourse, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe what I've done before was to shoot on that different layers of narrative and discourse. Maybe now I realize, oh, maybe it's not about shooting on this because actually shooting on them. Increase them in a certain way, like this kind of um, Hulk, the more you try to shoot on him, the bigger he becomes. (laughs) (laughs) And the green. (laughs) Or the capitalist system in a (laughs) certain way. (laughs) And maybe rather than to do that, it's just to just um, because what was the problem? The problem was this separation and this layering of narrative, and maybe in order to cut. Maybe the act is actually to go the other way and to say, how can I? What was uh, obscured by layers of of meaning and discourse? How can I just don't critique this discourse, but how can I just make that object less, more porous? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, how can I? Uh, how can I maintain in life <laughs> what a thought? Correct, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. The mm. thought can. How can I maintain it as long as I can in life before it's like uh, under the aquarium. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. In <laughs> you know, how can I make sure I yeah, mm. we within that uh, living organi- uh, uh, uh,
0: organism? Organism,
3: which is the thought, mm. <laughs> and that's why to a tool and that's why what is an author, an author is not a by nature, which is the Aquarium, <laughs> but, uh, but some, a, a thought which is alive, it's an author, an author is someone that we discuss, that's what we are doing yeah. right now. Mm. Uh, uh, and, 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 and so the more I can protect that uh, 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 or put within the DNA of that thought something that we uh, 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 make that thought. Um, and um, different to this course, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. as if oh, a, a press release comes with Duchamp again because once you put a ready-made and someone says, what, what, what's that? Mm-hmm. Oh, that I can explain to you what it is and <laughs> you read the paper, right? Uh, yeah, it, yeah. This is an object with mm-hmm. a manufacturer and then mm-hmm. once it's put on another complex, a frame of statue, then it changes the statue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see, you know. Mm-hmm. Now I can I can look at the Urinoir yeah. or whatever. But the, that grow on one hand too much, and on the other hand you need to explain that to the um, okay. public because yeah. of course it's Pompidou, the state give the money and da da da, it has yeah. to function, so you have to have a, you know, no, 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 you cannot put the name inside the entrance because, you know, people are gonna be upset or da yeah. So you usually fold everything onto, onto this, um, storytelling again yeah. you sure. know yeah. and they ask they don't want to just have an exhibition they want to have to, me, to give them a story and that's what Godard hate and, and that's what he's saying the, in the content yeah. we knew with bardo and that's the, the whole film is all about that mm-hmm. the film is all about the, the story that he takes of course he just takes a piece and he takes you list you know mm-hmm. which is the story <laughs> you yeah. know mm-hmm. But that's what he never, he just arrived and say, I'm gonna do a film with a girl and a guy and then they're gonna love each other. And then mm-hmm. he will be in Paris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that was the thing he was giving to them. There was no story, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there was no story. Yeah. And that was giving the story. Now people need the story because they're too afraid. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you need to have um, an efficiency. Mm-hmm. It has to be efficient. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I understand the story. We have the thing, we have the explanation. Okay, we have the, and then that's okay. Then everything is under control. Mm-hmm that efficiency has to be cut down, yeah. <laughs> that's, that yeah. narrative that's has, we, uh, has to be uh, cut down. Somehow.
1: But that's what we're that's actually what we trying to do with this thing that we're doing.
4: Yeah, let's that's call it a thing, that's, that's, that's good.
1: That's <laughs> what uh, On the Tip of My Tongue, yes. the discussions around On the Tip of My Tongue yeah. are about. Yeah. It's that. Yeah. I, I, I just think it's so funny how he says, uh, With Duchamp came the press release. (laughs) 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 I think it's really great. And then how, how, you know, the ready-made had to be explained and so forth. But what's uh, really important here for us is how how this relates so much to On the Tip of My Tongue. Mm -hmm. And uh, how he talks about this efficiency that needs to be cut down that all these stories that are being told is because people are afraid somehow. They, they need mm. some efficient way of being told how this thing works so so that they know how they're supposed to react. That's the exact opposite of what we're doing.
0: Yeah, I mean, w- everything somehow comes down to the fact that with on the tip of my tongue, we want to create possibilities for people to... Have amazing experiences mm. and uh, that these experiences can trigger um, thoughts that they have long after they have experienced the works. Mm, mm, mm.
1: Um, I think it's about trust a lot also. Mm. you know if if there is uh, if if the storytelling mode is there uh, for people to be efficient and not be afraid, this is a different kind of um, proposition mm. uh, I guess what we're saying here is you you, 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 perhaps you need courage that's that's true but we're not going to tell you what this is about and we're not going to tell you how you're supposed to react but trust us as Pia says in the beginning mm. of this just trust us come here and something is there for you we won't tell, say more
3: I want to explain experiment something without what we just talked about, without yeah. the restrictions yeah. uh, that we yeah, that we talk about. And I don't want that to end up being like a kind of um, gemstone volcano where you just have to uh, find a parking lot for the for the for the trucks or for the bus and the toilet and the rent for the handicap and uh, you know it has to be undiplomatic and uh, <laughs> unethical uh, and I mean, not for Mm -hmm. the sake of it, not for the sake of being (laughs) um, not ethical or not politically correct, or because doing that for the sake of that—that there is already it's full of that, and Gary is where they try to be. You know, Mm -hmm. no, it's just to do simply uh, to push something to where you can actually do exactly. You set the condition of. Your the practice. And then, yes, for
2: me, you have to do with ethology, yes, with animals, but you have also to do with humans,
3: you have to do with. Conflict.
2: This okay, was chapter with, two of yes. the sound catalog to the exhibition On the Tip of My Tongue 2013 by Magazine Three, the Contemporary Art Museum in Stockholm. The full sound catalog is collected on magazine3.com and iTunes. The exhibition and sound catalog is curated by Richard Julin and Tessa Praun. The sound catalog is produced by Thomas Reinai and Jens Nielsen. Editorial staff, Liv Stoltz and Nina Everly. Speaker voice, my name is Amon Ray Runninghorse. Magazine 3 Colophone. The director of Magazine 3 is David Newman and Katja Finkel, his PA. Deputy Director and Chief Curator, Richard Julin. Curator, Tessa Prown, Communications Manager, Lisa Bustram. Assistant Curator of Collection Research, Bronwyn Griffith. Assistant Curator, Nina Everly. Curator Program in Education, Sarah Shellstrom. Substitute Curator Program in Education, Liv Stultz. Administrative Director, Tuve Shalin. Administrator, Erica Magnusson, Substitute Administrator, Eric Johnson. Chief Technician of the Collection, Thomas Nordine, Chief Technician of the Exhibitions, Christopher Garney, Technicians, Tony Axelson and Peter Viklund. Magazin 3 is an independent cultural institution under the auspices of the privately owned company group Proventus AB.